Hi, everyone, and welcome to the O'Melveny Podcast. I'm Alan Burton, and I'm a partner here at O'Melveny in our New York office. I'm also the firm's hiring partner. O'Melveny is a global law firm, home to a team of around 700 lawyers, working with clients to help them navigate the challenges of what is today a very complex legal environment. Each episode of the podcast will feature guests from inside and outside the firm, talking about issues affecting the practice of law at O'Melveny and generally in the legal world. For you law students out there, we'll talk a lot about careers in the law, about starting a career and what it takes to succeed, and what people do in their particular practice areas. We want to give you a sense of things you may not find in the industry guides and the little blurbs from industry surveys. So we'll see how this goes. Again, welcome. All right, well, I want to welcome in our panelists for our second O'Melveny podcast. Our first podcast was on our firm's approach to the summer program with hiring partners from our LA office and uh, our summer chair from our DC office. And we talked a little bit about um, advice to students as they're considering different firms. Um, And so we wanted to uh, get information now from the horse's mouth, so to speak. We wanted to talk to junior associates who've recently gone through the firm's summer programs and join the firm so they can talk about their experiences as they've begun their careers here and to give some tips and best practices on the callback process and how to choose the firm that's the best fit for any particular person. Um, All of our panelists summered with us during the summer of 2015 uh, and graduated from law school in 2016 and they joined a firm as new associates in the fall of Uh, 2016. So welcome to John Hill from uh, our New York office, who is a a litigation associate. And Jordan Ostroff is also a litigation associate in our another one of our LA offices, our Century City office. She graduated from Berkeley. And Maya Parks is a transactions associate in our San Francisco office, graduated from UC Hastings. So welcome, guys. Glad to be here. Hi. Yeah, thank you. So, John, I guess maybe I'll start with you. As I said, you've been at the firm since the fall of 2016. You are almost getting to your end of your first year. Maybe it makes sense just to start with a little bit about what you've been working on and some of the interesting things you've been doing since uh, since you've been at the firm. Yeah, absolutely. So I've been sort of lucky in that uh, the firm started a a sports practice, which you know, I, I didn't know um, when we first started, even in you know, the fall in October, um, that that was going to be happening. But I got to, uh, to work with one of the new sports partners, uh, Jared Party, um, in our representation of uh, a Division II soccer league, which has been really interesting. And I've gotten to sort of see, you know, how the league operates on a transactional side. And I've been helping to sort of provide the, the, the litigation that I, I view, um, whether it's on, um, you know, team uh, agreements, teams trying to, to come into the league or trying to, um, you know, avoid litigation um, as, as teams channel out of the league. So that's been exciting and um, unexpected work experience that I got coming in uh, from what I you know, expected coming in, which has been great. Um, and then I've actually been working with you, Alan, as you know, uh, on a personal jurisdiction matter, matter or a case that, you know, we're, we're focusing right now on the personal jurisdiction aspect and we've got our eyes, you know, sort of set on, on the Supreme Court and what's going to happen in a personal jurisdiction case and should be decided by the end of the term. So, you know, a good mix of things that, you know, you sort of bread and butter, you know, things that right off the, off the bar exam are fresh in the, the back of your mind, 
and then something totally unexpected. So a little, little of everything. Yeah, and, and I wasn't going to ask put you on the spot and ask you, you know, what your most favorite case is because obviously that's the one with me but um but i appreciate you uh you, you know you giving our matter a little bit of a shout out focusing on the recruiting side of things and and the the process that brought you here to O'Melveny. obviously you know the on-campus interviewing is um the very first step in the process but i wanted to focus in if i could on the callback process assuming that you know student has gotten through OCI has gotten an invitation to come back to a firm, recognizing that it's been now a few years for you. Can you put yourself back in that mindset? And what do you recall about that process? What worked well for you going into the callbacks? And and what what advice would you give to a student that's looking down the barrel of, of callback interviews over, you know, over a couple months stretch? Sure. Well, I think one thing that was really helpful for me um, was talking to two attorneys who I'd worked with in my 1L summer. Um, and so I, I had interned in the SEC in their New York regional office, which was great because they had sat you know, across the table, across the courtroom from O'Melveny attorneys uh, and from attorneys at other firms that I was um, you know, looking at. And so it was really helpful to get sort of the practitioner's um, opinion, not just of you know, the, the legal work that, that the firm does, but also on the, the sorts of people, because a lot of times, you know, they, they had a, a pretty good impression of, you know, who was easy to work with, who, you know, seemed reasonable, um, things like that. And they just, you know, obviously spoke very highly of O'Melveny in particular and said, you know, that there were attorneys who had gone from the SEC to O'Melveny and back, which I thought was, uh, you know, sort of a strong endorsement that, you know, there's a, a like-mindedness and sort of a, a you know, people who, who have a public service uh, interest, which was something that was important to me, um, and obviously um, is something that is that is important at O'Melveny. Um, I think the other thing that, that was really helpful, and this is advice that I was given by one of my professors, who was also uh, actually an O'Melveny associate at one point in his career, uh, but he said that to treat the callback process a little bit like you were interviewing the firm, just in the same way that they're interviewing you, because you can go in and you're getting to the sort of interact with more than just the two people in a 20-minute OCI interview. You, you get to see multiple attorneys at multiple levels, probably associates and partners, and you really start to get the feel for whether you think this is a place where you can spell, spend 40, 50, 60 hours a week, depending on you know, the, the amount of time that a matter demands when you, once you're working. And so I thought that was really good advice to, to you know, obviously be cognizant of the fact that, that you're still trying to get a job, but also to start to get a read on you know what sets these places apart. Um, what are what are the things that I'm that I'm looking for in a place where I'm going to be spending a lot of time? And, and does this seem like that kind of environment? Yeah, you know, on campus when candidates are interviewing at many different firms, as many as as possible, for short periods of time, the trap is that a lot of the firms, I think, start to blend together because on paper, many of them are, you know similar in the sense that they um, are um, representing sophisticated clients and are multinational in scope and all of the other buzzwords that you hear. But when you get to the callback, right, is when you start to add a little bit more depth to the process. Um, Maya or or Jordan, for you, uh, what was helpful or um, what strategies did you employ to 
uh, make the callback interviews as productive as, as possible. Well, echoing what John just said before, it, it was another time that it was, a good, it was a good opportunity to talk to people that worked at the firms that you were considering and other people in the legal industry were familiar with those firms at the callback so, so that you could make sense of the differences that you were starting to perceive in the callback because people that work in the industry in LA or whatever city you're looking in will have a perspective on the reputation of the firm and kind of um, the face of the firm that you're not seeing even at the callback level. And then I would also say that, you know, you, you might meet people at the callbacks that you really, really like and felt a really strong connection to and would love to work with, but I, I, I learned this from speaking to other people in the legal industry, but it's important not to make any decisions based on just one person at a firm that you really like because there isn't a guarantee that you'll end up working with that person in the long run or that they'll stay at the firm in the long run um, or, or will even be there by the time that you join. So. Um, as much as you might connect with one person, you want to make a more holistic choice. You want to make sure that you like more than one person and, and judge, judge the firm based on more than one factor. And, and what were the driving factors for you in, in making the decision? Well, like I said, you know, my overall impression of the people, I mean, I really liked everybody that I met at O'Melveny, and I just had a gut instinct that I got along with them. The, the kind of atmosphere and attitude of the, of the office that I chose. But also for me, size of the office was important. Um, in my case, I, I, I ended up feeling pretty strongly that I would do better at a smaller office, and that's the Century City office that I'm at now is one of O'Malveny's smaller offices. I think that for me, it was a good opportunity to get to know more people and begin to work with, you know, I really know everybody's name in the office. But, you know, other people would have different views on, on whether a bigger office or a smaller office is right for them. Yeah, and, and that goes to fit, which is a, you know, a word that I think John may have used. Uh, and I think, you know, everyone needs to sort of work to figure that out as best they can, talking to as many different people as they can, both inside the firm um, and outside the firm. Maya, I don't know for you, um, if you were focused on a, on a particular size or, or geographical reason, or was there, was there another kind of fit-related factor that drove your decision as you went through the process? Yeah, so when I was deciding, I was looking at firms in LA and San Francisco specifically, um, but one of the things that really helped me going through the process was um, prior to callbacks or even OCI in general, I did a lot of informal interviews, which I think were really helpful where I just met attorneys, whether they be partners or associates in different offices that I may have had a connection to of some sort, or even was able to connect to some attorneys and associates at different firms through um, my school's career center. And by meeting them in an informal setting, like a coffee shop or for lunch or, or something of that sort, I was really able to get a feel of that person and just asking questions about the type of people that work at the law firm, the type of work that they do, what they like, what they don't like, things like that. So kind of meeting a variety of different attorneys from different law firms really helped me kind of hone down the type of atmosphere I wanted to be in and things like that. And when you spoke to people, were you focused on the overall reputation of the various firms that you were considering? or? or more asking folks, you know, about their own careers and what drove them either to success or um, what was important to them in, in finding their way in their own careers? Well, I didn't quite ask them about reputation. I think any law student going to law school 
thinks that reputation is really important, and of course it is in the real world, but um, in these specifically in these informal interviews or these coffee meetups, I tried to focus on more of the, uh, the career path of the attorneys I was speaking to, what they really liked about the firm, what they got out of the firm, but also how the firm really helped them develop their career as an attorney. Um, and specifically, as I've been at O'Melveny, I've seen that O'Melveny has offered a lot of resources to really develop uh, the different attorneys' careers, no matter what they be. You mentioned that you were considering both L.A. and San Francisco. Um, to, to what extent was it important to you to have a firm with um, geographical sort of reach and, and with offices that kind of interact with one another? Oh, I think that was definitely important. So my family is from Southern California, and I went to school up here in the Bay Area. So that's why I was looking kind of at both regions. So one of the things that really drew me to O'Melveny was that they have offices in San Francisco, two offices in L.A., as well as an office in Newport Beach and Orange County. So that was one aspect that I thought was really important, as well as I just think it makes it more interesting to work with people from different offices. So when I learned more about O'Melveny and the types of practices and the way that uh, our offices do really interact all together, I thought that that was great. And John, have you had the opportunity to work with uh, with multiple offices since you've been at the firm? Yeah, um, I've been able to work with folks in our uh, Los Angeles office, in our DC office, but it's it's been you know sort of ongoing. As I'm working on our representation of Kesha which has been great because, you know, uh, we do a lot of entertainment work, I think, out of, uh, you know, the West Coast. And so it's been really cool to get to, to experience and, and sort of get to work on something like that. But then also, you know, work on regulatory stuff with folks in D.C. and, you know, teams cutting across office. I think you, you end up with, a, you know, making connections across the country in a way that, you know, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have necessarily expected. So just moving through the, the process kind of in terms of the timeline, the callbacks happen. You've you've gone through the process of making your decision, and then c- comes the time to actually show up and be a summer associate uh, at O'Melveny. Maya, I guess I'll, I'll start with you. What surprised you about the summer associate experience at O'Melveny that maybe you may not have appreciated when you were interviewing? Sure. So one of the things that really surprised me was, although in the interview process. The Ammonia Associates I talked to did discuss the fact that you're given the opportunity to try different assignments and different practice areas, but I, you know, I didn't really quite know if that was true. I had no really idea what I was going into, and then I was really surprised when I actually got into the office, and our work coordinators really emphasized us trying different types of assignments in both litigation and transactions. So, for instance, my, I came in as a transaction summer associate. And uh, my first project was actually drafting the first draft to an answer to a complaint for um, a case that I worked on a little bit throughout the rest of the summer. But then at the same time, I was also working on different transaction projects like drafting board resolutions, secretary certificates, things like that. So I think I was really shocked by how much work and even the depth of work that that I was given as a summer associate. And now even being on the other side and um, being a part of the summer committee for this year, I think that it is incredible how much the attorneys at O'Melveny really work to get the summers, very interesting summer projects. So 
one thing that we do in our office is that we try and get each summer to be on a litigation project or a deal for the whole summer. So like for instance, um, right now we have one summer that's working on the suit with the Millennium Tower here in San Francisco, which is a super big deal and it's very exciting. Um, So things like that, I think that was the kind of stuff that really surprised me as a summer. Jordan, do you recall any particular assignments that stand out as being memorable for 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 one reason or or another um even if it's not in the in the area that you ultimately um decided to practice yeah so a lot of the research projects that i did over the summer were for um sirius xm satellite radio trial um it wasn't the trial wasn't upcoming yet at that point in the summer um but during the summer you know i would do research and then the attorneys would um, take me with them to hearings that were taking place, so I would see how some of my research was actually being used by the attorneys arguing at the hearing. And then when I came back in, this past October to start work, I was put right onto the trial team for for that same matter. You know, litigation sometimes takes a long time, but it was it was pretty cool to see that the research I'd done over the summer had shaped some of some of the way that the matter had played out and um, that I could just kind of jump right back in as part of the team. So that, that was very, very cool to me. How did you balance, um, I mean, the summer is, is associate experience is a bit of a whirlwind, and, you know, there are, as Maya mentioned, and, and, and you mentioned, you get a lot of really great substantive um, work opportunities, but there's a lot to juggle um, while it's happening, and it's a very compressed period of time, even though it seems like you have the whole summer, it, it really flies by. Um, how did you go about balancing the, you know, the social aspects of it and, and getting to know the people in the office so that you felt comfortable coming back here to be a full-time associate with all the substantive work uh, that, you know, that you're trying to accomplish at the same time? Um, like you said, it's definitely a whirlwind, and you know it was a, a fun, tiring summer. But I found that everybody, everybody in the Century City office, at least, and I'm sure it's true of the other offices, you know, kind of knows what the summer experience is like and is understanding and flexible. If you have to make last-minute changes or if there's a conflict that arises, and um, we were given advice at the beginning of the summer to communicate with our supervisors about any conflicts that might come up or what if the timing of something was changing and everybody was very understanding uh if you had if I had to communicate that I was going to be you know not able to attend an event because I had an assignment or something like that everybody was really great about that and wanted to make sure that we had as varied and comprehensive an experience as possible John from the New York perspective obviously you know we we, we work very hard to try to get summers a really rich experience of both work and um, social uh, opportunities because we think that you know both of those are a very important um, piece of the experience and both of them are valuable for um, setting somebody off on the right course uh, for a career uh, here at O'Melveny. Um, what did you do during your summer as far as um, balancing those and, and you know if you had any tips for incoming summer associates um, on, on how to manage that, what would you say? So I think a couple of things that were really helpful for me was using both my associate mentor and my partner mentor as sort of a sounding board um, as far as the balancing issue goes because as a summer associate you have a, a, a junior associate who is sort of you know a mentor, someone you get coffee with and, and can 
know, use as somebody you can talk to about your assignments. You know, do, it, do you think this email is formatted the right way? You know, that was that person was all, he was someone I would go to. You know, if I thought I was taking on too much work, or you know, listen, should I be spending X amount of time on this? Is that appropriate? Is that too much? Is that too little? And that was really helpful to have someone who I could just you know, his office was three offices down from mine, and I would just knock on his door and say, hey, do you have a minute? Um, and then it was also really helpful having uh, a partner mentor, someone on the, the sort of, you know, further up, up the food chain who I could go and talk to and be like, you know, is, is this the sort of work product that is, is partner ready? You know, do you know this partner? Do you, do you think this is what they're looking for? And that was someone who was really helpful to, to give me sort of that granular level of detail, but also someone who was able to sort of sit down and say, um, you know, this is what you can get out of the summer if you do it right. And you know, I saw the, the experience. Um, I was working on. Um, we were representing the NCAA in a, a sort of a strategic consulting role, and put in a lot of time on this matter. And it was a lot of fun. It was really interesting. And then when I came back, you know, after my summer this year, because of the work I'd done on that, one of the the partners who I'd worked with mentioned to one of the new sports partners who just started at the firm. Listen, you know. John Hill had worked with me on this matter that you know, was related to sports in his summer, and he did a good job, and I think he would be someone to keep an eye out for if you have a litigation matter that you need a junior associate on. And so my other piece of advice is, is to treat the summer like it is essentially an extended job interview where you can, you know, even on a matter that you don't necessarily expect is, you know, something that is replicable or something that, you know, you, you, you never know, basically, what, what might come from a some one-off assignment that you're doing uh, as a summer associate because, you know, people people remember the, the work that you do. Your work is, is essentially, you know, your signature on the summer. And so do a good job and, and be diligent because it may, it may create opportunities for you down the road. And so, you know, O'Melveny does a really good job of creating, uh, you know, both the support system that you need to sort of navigate, you know, this new job that, you know, Working in the law was, you know, I worked before law school and working in, in, as a summer associate was unlike any job that I'd ever had before. But at the same time, you know, O'Melveny gives you the support to, to do a good job and to, to already start sort of creating a reputation for yourself at the firm, which is a really cool thing that you can come in and people will already trust you as a first year associate despite the fact that, you know, you, you've only sat for the bar, you know, a couple months before. Jordan and Maya, did did you similarly find that you know the the principles that led you to have a successful summer carried over uh, to your first year here as a as a full time associate? Uh, yeah, definitely. This is Maya here. Um, I think one thing I would want to emphasize too, along with um, what John said, was that forming relationships is really important. So you don't you want to do really good work, and you want you want to do that work well but you also don't want to be in your office doing 14-hour days of the summer. I think a lot of it is also is doing good work in developing the relationships with the attorney, so making sure that you do grab coffee with or lunches with partners and associates that you're interested in working for as an associate because those relationships that you build during the summer, um, those will also be remembered once you started the first year. So I think that's important as well. Yeah, I agree with what Maya and John have said, and will add that I think a big part of developing those relationships is, as much as it is, as it is about doing good work, and that's, that's very important, it's about having like a good kind of can-do attitude about things. And um, 
being excited and happy to take on projects, even if it's unfamiliar to you. And I, I think that taking ownership over something, even when it's unfamiliar to you, which everything will be as a summer and often is as a first year, is really important and makes people happy to work with you. Jordan and, and John, I, I know both of you worked for significant periods of time before law school. John, you just mentioned that. I'm curious from from your perspective whether you draw upon your prior experience and what would you say to law students maybe that have worked before going to law school about how to best kind of leverage their experience, which maybe in a completely different field altogether um, and, and likely is. And, and what what kind of valuable lessons have, have you taken from your prior work experience that you used both as a summer and, and now as a full-time associate? I'll, I'll jump in, I guess. I think the, the one thing that really stands out to me is to keep in mind like sort of what your best habits were at whatever your job was before law school and to make sure that you continue to, you know, to transfer those to this profession. Because regardless of what you did before, you know, you, you want to always put your best foot forward. And so proofreading emails, things like that, that, you know, regardless of whether you were, you know, a paralegal or worked at hedge fund or something, or you were, you know, working for, I don't know, a startup, it doesn't, there, there are things that you always want to make sure, uh, you know, that you're, you're presenting yourself to whomever it is, whoever you're the target of an email or the target of a memo is. Um, so I think that, 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 you know, sort of remembering what it's like to be in a professional setting before before school is, is, is there's a there's a distinction, right, between sitting in a classroom where, where things are more informal and, and being in a business setting. So I think it was helpful that, to be able to sort of turn that back on. And the, the other thing is, you know, at, at least for me, I, I worked in a in a field where the hours were, were somewhat unpredictable. So it gave me, I feel like, um, an ability to, you know, when I came in and started working as a first year, um, I was sort of prepared for, for anything, whether it was, you know, a, a late night or, or what have you. It, it, was, it was nice to have that experience where it's, I, I haven't yet been sort of caught off guard by, by the demands of the work. So, I mean, that, that's something I guess that is sort of contingent on the, the sort of work that you did before law school. Yeah, this is this is Jordan speaking. I I would add that um, you know I had a couple of different jobs before I went to law school, and so I've had a few different bosses already. And working at a law firm is kind of like having a lot of different bosses. All the all the partners are your bosses. And for me, kind of knowing you know having already had experience adapting my working style to work with different people, and um, feeling comfortable with working with you know senior people has made working here a lot easier and a lot more fun and I, I really enjoyed getting to know the different partners and senior associates in council and, and because I, I love I love to see what other people's working styles are and, and learn new working styles from them. Well I want to thank you guys all for taking time today. You guys I know are all very very busy um, and I appreciate you um, you calling in and thanks to all of you out there that uh, that are listening our next uh, podcast is we're, we're probably going to start diving in more to the various practice areas uh, both in the transactions world and in the litigation world to give folks an idea of, of what they really mean and what people really do but for now thank you very much for listening and we will see you soon thanks thank you Thanks. Thanks.